Welcome to the Culture Recipe Podcast, two friends navigating our way through cultural differences. Join us as we discuss all things life, lessons, and everything in between. Good job. Yeah. You did it. Thank you. <laughs> Four times later. Oh my God. How are you? I'm full. Oh my <laughs> God, that so ramen. so much food. The ramen that we just had. And, I mean, the coffee was good, but <laughs> I'm full. Oh my God. Yeah. But you know what? It's because... I didn't eat, well, I did, I ate lunch today, but I ate lunch earlier. So by the time we had dinner, I feel like we were just like gorging and yeah. then we were finished. Then we had pancakes afterwards. How good were they? Yeah, so good. But like, I've I felt had, like I was bloody pregnant. I've had a pancake cra- craving for the last three, four days. And yeah, it's one of those that. things where I'm like, I can make it. Yeah. And I'm just like, I just want someone to do it. It's like, yeah, I guess that's what we did. But also I, I didn't eat today because I chose to get a massage in instead wow so. how the other half live how the other half live it was it was good is it because were well, you went summer hours yeah, yeah summer hours how do you think we went the first episode so, i loved it do yeah, you know what yeah it's funny because like we were so apprehensive and conscious about so. uploading it and the amount of like back and forth you and i did and i think mm-hmm. a little nugget for everyone the first episode that you actually heard Initially, we recorded two episodes. Mm-hmm. So we recorded the one episode and then we uh, listened back to it and were critiqued. I think we were over critiquing ourselves. Listened back to it, over critiqued, then recorded it again within the same day. I think it was like within the hour. Mm-hmm. We initially liked the second one because we were not saying the little things that yeah. we were saying. Like we noticed that, you know, I, for example, would say like a lot and mm-hmm. Sylvia had her own little intricacies that she would yeah. pick up on. Um, and then funny as it is, when we got down to editing the episode, we preferred the, the first yeah. one. So yeah, it, it was, was funny. It was just more of a conversation that one we actually ended up posting. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. But what I loved, I think what I really loved about the first one and the first one being out is mm. the response that we mm. got back as well. Because I think to echo what I just said, I think when you put so much oh emphasis on fart. something, it's my jeans. <laughs> yeah, it's it's my jeans. jeans. <laughs> she just bought new jeans. Everyone. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think when you are in a situation like this, where you're recording yourself, just having a normal conversation, mm. I think you amplify so many things and you over critique so many different things. So it's, Funny with the response that we got because everyone was like, I, I don't know, for me it was like mostly positive and everyone, yeah. everyone loved the banter, everyone loved our kinship and the friendship, mm. like everything. So yeah, no, it was good. The one feedback I did have from one of my girlfriends, she was like, you sound so Australian. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I, I think it's true. Yeah. But I also think even in, when in meetings, it's, I have this natural monotone and I do mumble a bit. So when I try to enunciate every single word, it's mm. like very Australian. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what? It, that is true. I've, yeah, I've had that said about me as well. I've got a friend in America and he says the same thing that I sound very, he says that I don't sound very Aussie. He mm. said that I sound like I've got like a mix of British in my speak. Mm. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> Queen's English. <laughs> yeah, it's a Queen's English. I don't bloody know. Yeah. So I chose a topic for today. So are you ready? I love it. 
Um, so I thought it was good to, from our background, so you, you being Italian, me South Korean, mm-hmm. just to talk about what it means to be the second generation or 1.5 or whatever it is yeah. um, that, to live in Australia. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why I thought of this was because you and I met and I think I was still in my little bubble a little bit. Okay. I was slightly outside into the world, but that was definitely why I learned through you and other people as well. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the things I thought were normal were not really normal. And I'm not saying that it's a bad or a good thing. It was more, oh, I thought it, everyone was like this. Mm. Great example, dishwasher. So before we met at our job, we never, I never used a dishwasher ever in my life. And that was like, what, 22, 23 years old. Yeah. And we had one at our house, but that's a dish dry, like dryer yeah. or like how it is at mine right now. Um, and we also took it out and we just put a cupboard in. And when we had a roster, I don't know if you remember, we had a cleaning roster because it was a smaller office. Oh, yeah, we did. That's and I right. was a dishwasher one day and I didn't know what to do. I didn't, and it's just like two buttons. And I was like, I actually don't know what to do. So I asked one of the co-workers and she helped me. She said, just get one of these tablets, throw them in here, press these buttons and you're good. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. Thanks. This is amazing. So the week after there was another colleague and their background is like their Asian background as well. Mm-hmm. And I was like, can you put the dishwasher on? Cause that was his turn. <laughs> and I still laugh every time, you know, those dishwasher tablets that have like that plastic coating that oh, melts yeah, in the water. Yeah, yeah. The, he was trying to peel it off because he thought it was like a wrapper because we had never seen that before. And later, like half an hour later, he's like, hey, Sylvia, how did you get this wrapper off? And I'm like, oh, that melts in the water. You just throw it in. And it was just really interesting to see us struggle. We're pretty intelligent people, but it was just such a funny thing. Where- what is, I mean, not to to dedicate the whole episode to the dishwasher. But, <laughs> but what is the... Because I do find it very fascinating yeah. because me, on the flip side, grew up with a dishwasher. Yeah. So for me, knowing that, I yeah. find that so fascinating. Mm. What is the the thing with you guys and not to generalise, I'm going to say you guys. Like, what's the thing with <laughs> the, the no dishwasher and um, and not having used one before? I don't know, to be I don't know the reason. I guess we never grew up with one. Uh-huh. Um, but we did wash everything with our hands. Okay. Um, or gloves and, like, hot, hot water and stuff. I don't know if it's because we generally use more oil in some of our cooking or the sauces, or it could go back to, like, history where I think it was made out of I'm going to butcher this, maybe copper, iron or something where you couldn't really use a machine to clean it. You had to be hand washed with hay back in the day. So it could be from that, but I guess. I feel like we almost need to like phone a friend and ask why. Yeah, I don't know. I I find that interesting, but I I do love the the subject matter of today's episode. And I love the, the baseline being, you know, the cultural differences and cultural nuances of, um, you and I, and I guess how a lot of those differences intertwine as mm. well, because I think what we've realized throughout the course of our friendship now is a lot of the things that you and I do. And a lot of those things are like customary things. Mm. Those are the things that kind of intertwine with each other. I think we may have even said it in the last episode, like the wedding situation, mm. you know, like when you, you know, when you invite someone to your wedding, mm. personally go to their house and give them the invitation. I mean, from a, an Italian perspective, mm. 
I mean, I'm not very, for all the Aussies out there, I, I wouldn't say I'm very woggy. So I, I don't think that's really done that much anymore. Okay. But I know, like, back in the day, like, when my mum got married, for example, yeah. that was, like, a thing. You know, you had to go to mm. the aunties and uncles' houses mm. and you had to give them a, a personal invitation like the bloody queen or they'd get <laughs> offended. I mean, me now, I wouldn't care less. I'd give you a bloody E invite. Yeah, yeah. So... It's just, it's funny, all those little things, but then I think about it and I think, is that a cultural thing or is Mm. that just a a thing that's just been indoctrinated over time Yeah, and it's just carried on it to the point where it's just become like a thing that you have to do Yeah, yeah, sort of thing. Well, it's kind of similar. And I think we had this conversation a while back around hosting Mm. and you are an incredible host. And I say that because Thank you. I do I, love to host. I leave Nick's place <laughs> rolling down the stairs because it's like, I mean, well, it wasn't Christmas. It was before that. And I remember as soon as I walked in, there was like cheese and, you know, cold meats, all this like finger food, which I had filled my stomach with. And he's like, oh yeah, this is, there's garlic bread here. And then there was the main, and then there was the dessert. And I think there was a point where I was like, I need to stand up and eat because I, I, I literally can't fit this food um but you're talking about you know as a host Mm. that for you is yeah i think well i think in that in that way from a hosting perspective again Mm. i don't know if it's necessarily a cultural thing Mm. my earliest memories when i was young and growing up and when my parents would host Mm -hmm. is you know like people would come over and my parents would be like Mm. preparing and making sure everything was done ahead Mm -hmm. of time. And, you know, down to the little things I can remember, like, you know, my dad and still my dad to this day would like cut up fruit and he'd have that ready, like from midday or the morning and everything's in the fridge and they'd specifically go and buy a ton of drinks to make sure, you know, there was enough drinks, there was enough food. Because I think for me, I grew up in a scenario where when guests came over, you hosted end to end for them. There yeah. was, it wasn't a situation where, you know, for example, if you came to my house, Sylvia, I would never expect you to bring anything yeah. or pay for what it is that you were bringing. Because for me, that it, it's just like, I wouldn't, you're my guest. Yeah. But that's just how I grew up. Yeah. And it's all I know. But coming back to what you were saying earlier in the conversation about, you know, it wasn't until you met me that you Mm-mm. sort of picked up on all these things. I think it, it's true in that way when it comes to hosting. When I, I'm trying to think of who or what the scenario was that, that, that comes to mind. I think a, a good example is like, I can't remember which friend, but I do remember this happening. Going to a friend's house and we were having dinner. Mm. And then later on, I think in a text, mm. I got like a split the bill amount for like the dinner that we'd had. Stop. And I was a bit, I, to be honest, I mean, I paid it because I wouldn't have said anything. But in my head, I remember thinking like, wow. oh my God, I would never do that to no, someone. I, like if someone comes to my house, I'm, I'm oh, preparing for you dear, and I'm, dear. I'm giving, it wasn't you. No. <laughs> I would tell you if it was you, but it wasn't you. Yeah. But I, I just, I remember like things like that. I'll give you another example. I remember I had a guest come over and they brought alcohol. Mm. And when they were done with the alcohol at night, Stop when they it. were done, they Stop took it. the alcohol with them. Nah. And to me, <sighs> I just thought, oh my God, I would never do that. Like if I, it's like if I brought wine to your house, like yeah. I'm coming over, I'm going to bring some wine. 
I would never like retract that and bring it home with me. I, I, I remember, but they're things that like stick out to yeah. me. You know what I mean? I feel like, like if it annoyed me, I would just put it in like a little doggy bag and just be like, here you go. I know. But wow. then again, I mean, I can't set that expectation exactly. on people because what I do is, I guess what I've taught through was taught through family, but it's also a, a part of me as yeah. well. So I can't, expect that everyone would be totally. the same way yeah so it, it definitely when like not offended but it's like wow I like know. it's so different my family wasn't big in host on hosting because mm. we are a family of three yep. so i'm an early child and usually when we are invited it's a bigger group inviting so it makes sense to move less people so we were always invited mm -hmm. but in the occasion where we did host we would always have a surplus of food yep. always like you could never run out and I remember my grandma saying, this is not related to hosting, but in terms of buying, uh -huh. she had to buy salmon or something. And she said, she told her group of friends, we need to buy two kilos. Uh -huh. However, just in case, buy three and then round it up to five. Oh my God. So she bought five Jesus. kilos of salmon. And what did she do with all of it? They ate it all because they're like, don't waste the salmon. But it's so interesting how it's like, yeah, we need two, but just in case yeah. people look hungry, haven't eaten all week, round it off to three, four, and then like, yeah, cl yeah closest to five. So. <laughs> no, but their look, they're just things that we yeah. think about. And I think it goes back to that thing of like, you don't want people to go home hungry as yeah. well. You know, another great example is um, the taking the shoes off oh, when entering yeah. a house. Yeah. To be honest, I mean, I do that now. Yeah. And it's so a part of me now, but I, I never had done that pre-meeting you guys. Mm. You guys, and I mean, um, a group Sylvia of friends. and I, yeah, yeah. we're friends with um, two <laughs> other girls and we all met through work. We call ourselves the aunties. We'll definitely have, <laughs> we'll definitely have them on, I'm on one episode. Yeah. Um, we're the aunties because long story short, we act like aunties. Yes. More often than not, when we're together, we're talking about a bargain or we're talking Home about wear. homeware or something frugal-like yeah. or something auntie-like. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's so funny because when we're in that conversation, one of us will always jokingly said like, auntie talk. Yeah. Um, style. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but back to the, the shoe thing, like that, yeah. I never had done that yeah. pre meeting, but it makes so much sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it makes, and for me, I remember going to my friend's place and when I was younger for the first time and they're like, I took off my shoes and they looked at me weird and I looked at them weird and I was like, why? And they're like, no, 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 you can just come in with your shoes. But I just felt so uncomfortable. It's almost like, have you ever seen a video where you put socks on a dog and they don't know yeah. how to walk? It was like <laughs> exactly. that. I was like, I don't know. And it was I carpet. Know. And I mean, you get used to it, but I was just I, what the hell? And I'm sure you never would have done this, even when you had shoes in the house. Mm. They would get on their bed with their shoes oh, on. Never. Oh, Hello. Disgusting. You've seen the way I live, dog. Yeah. You think I'm going to get, you think I'm going to get to bed with shoes? Mm, it was <laughs> disgusting. It was Oh, so many things and this is definitely not a cultural thing it's mm. a them thing mm. they walked into the house with the shoes that they had been like just playing whatever games and stuff outside we were all kids mm. they ran to their room jumped on their bed with the clothes that they had sweat in and and they were like yeah and then they told their disgusting. friends to like jump on the bed i'm like this is disgusting no. um but i i do know that's a them thing that's yeah a, and that, i think that's just a, a yeah. personal thing yeah 
And I think one thing that I really realised being friends with yourself, because, you know, obviously we are of mm. two very different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. We're Australian mm. primarily, but yourself yeah. Korean, me Italian. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me that I realised, you know, in our friendship is regardless of our ethnicities, mm -hmm. I think we are very proud of totally. our lineage. And I, I love and respect that because although we are Australian born mm. and second generation mm -hmm. or first or 0 0.5, as you'd said, yeah. I think the thing that I respect the most about you, mm. you know, is that you are so proud about your heritage. And I love mm. that. And they're the things that I think about the, as well. And I think that's mm. probably what, what, mm. um, gravitates me toward mm. you um, amongst many other things. I love and appreciate that because I love that there's that respect mm. and love and admiration for the cultural mm. background that mm. you have and you possess. And, and that's something that I know because I know you well enough, mm. that's something that you won't ever lose in time or yeah. with time. And that's something that you'll part on, mm. you know, through yeah. your kids one day and your partner that you have, you know, yeah. it, it's, I think it's just such a beautiful thing and, and definitely, you know, me speaking as an Italian Australian, you know, growing up, Italians are very proud people. We love yes. being Italian, yes. but you know what? I wouldn't have that any other way. I yeah. love being an Italian. And I think as I've gotten older, I think I've appreciated it yeah. more and more and I've yeah. appreciated where my dad grew up and I, yeah. I absolutely loved going there. And as I've gotten older, like I've really come to appreciate mm my heritage mm. a lot more yeah. and I think it's so beautiful as well because I know how proud you are to be Italian and for me before you I don't think I had Italian friends this close mm. and it's like the family the food yeah the, like there's so it's we're all human right we all have family we all have some of type course. of culture and it's just like oh that's amazing and it's I recently went to a wedding where two cultures of Korean and Indian were mm -hmm. shared mm -hmm. and it was beautiful. Not just the whole ceremony itself. It was a cultural exchange. Mm. So I had never been to an Indian wedding and most of the attendance attendees had never been to a Korean wedding. Yeah. And there was one day where it was both traditions in the one day, which is probably mate, I would almost say like the first almost in the world, but I was like, I, and I actually bumped into a high school friend who mm. I hadn't seen in a long time. And I was like, can I just ask you a couple of questions? Like, what does it mean by this? Like, what does this symbolize? And she was able to answer all these questions. And then she brought her family and asked the same questions about the Korean wedding. I probably didn't answer it all correct, but I did try to Google it as I went. But I thought it was like, we're that generation where we're proud to be Australian something yeah, else. And, and exactly. Australian and, and it's not a, us versus them it's like how do we how do we join like how do we become one because i think that's what it's come to and i know i'm not explaining this properly but for me the biggest one and you said this before food and for sure almost comes to a point and this is something i need to work on personally is um not because i love food so much in general and because i love korean food so much I attach emotion to it a lot. Mm. So when someone says, I do not like kimchi, for example, it's just because they don't like it. But 
in the beginning, I took it so personally. Oh, for sure. Because I heard it as, I don't like you. Yeah, and you take it to heart. But yeah. I mean, look, it's probably much the same with me. And I think I think about those traditional yeah. dishes that I would have grown up with. Yeah. That I am so proud of, and mm. if anything, probably so proud to make when guests come over. Yeah. I'd yes. probably, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, but I would probably react maybe the same way, because I think you, you take the, that to heart even more so because you grow up with yeah. those things and you come to really love and appreciate them. And also they, they bring back certain memories and unlock certain mm. things for you that it becomes more than food. It's a whole experience. Mm. It's a whole journey, childhood. which ta- childhood yeah. exactly. And it ties back into that cultural mm. aspect. And I think really just to wrap up on the underlying tone of culture and what culture means mm. to us and you know me specifically in my answer now I think for me culture is what binds us and culture mm. is you know who we are mm-hmm. and I definitely believe that not to sound too preachy but I think you know <laughs> go to church go to church exactly that's a whole lot better <laughs> um, but I think you know growing up in a very multicultural country mm-hmm it's really imperative that we do listen and learn Mm -hmm. and understand the world around us. And I think that's something that we definitely don't do enough of as a society. Mm. Um, You know, for me, all of my friends are of different ethnicities. Same, yeah. And do you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way. I I don't think I could be friends with just Italians. I think Mm. I'm I'm doing myself a disservice by closing myself off Mm. in that way. Mm. And I love the fact that my mix of friends are so diverse from Lebanese to Korean to Singaporean, just mm. such a mix. Yeah. But I love that. And I wouldn't have it any other way because it's broadened my totally. scope of knowledge. Yeah. I had a phase where I think my friends were like, I say 95% all Korean mm. and loved them to death. And some of them are still my closest friends, some of them not so much, but it's not about, I do not want to, it's more, it's more about, I want to see more. And as you said, you learn more of course. naturally. And like, even for example, when I used to go out and drink, there was a phase where I only drink soju and there was like, I think I was like early twenties when I was like, mm. I don't know what cocktail order. Cause I only know soju. And it was like, Oh, like I'm missing out on a lot. And it's just like, you know, it's a bit of a shame. So you do learn a lot, but I do have a question for me. Yeah. Okay. What's your question? Because we talked about food in okay. terms of your co- like Italian food. Is there a food? That you don't like. That I don't like. Um, or prefer not to eat. Um, the only thing I can think of that comes to mind is there's a there's an Italian dish and I I know it as trippa, which is basically tripe. And I primarily don't like it because of the thought of what it is, but I do remember it having a very distinct and specific smell. How do you spell it? I'm not sure how to spell it. I think it's T. I, I mean, I would just spell it the English way. T-R-I-P-E. Oh, duh. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, there's nothing else that really comes to mind. I mean, like, oh, I pretty much eat everything. It looks really good. Though. Yeah, it looks good. I'm sure it tastes good, but I think, you know, when you can't get an image or a smell or what it is yeah. out of your head, you, you can't overlook you know, you know it's one of those things as well where there's a food that I chose not to eat as a child and then as an 
adult, I haven't had it, but the thought process still goes through. Oh, of course. For me, it's mint chocolate. Mint chocolate. So I do not like mint chocolate, but I haven't had, and specifically mint chocolate ice cream. I'm trying to think if I've got any here right now that I can give you. <laughs> so I have only had it since I was like four or five because... Yeah. In Korea, you can buy a tub of Baskin-Robbins ice cream. And my cousins love mint chocolate. And I hate mint chocolate. And they would always put half of the tub as mint chocolate. And I was just scarred. Because I would be eating through just normal chocolate or normal vanilla. And that, like, toothpaste taste just, like, hits me. Yeah, no. To be fair, it's mint. But from there, it's just been, like, I'm disgusted. So Mm. I don't want to eat it. But then my friend... My friend, the one that um, said that I had the Aussie accent, she's yeah. like, I don't know what this, she's like, it's not meant to offend you in any way, but <laughs> you look like someone who would like mint chocolate. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what that means. And she's like, just try it again. So I was like, okay, I'll try it again. But maybe that's a reel that we do later. Um, for me, I eat most food, but the one that I really don't like, and this is not Korean food. It's food it, this is used in Korean food and it's spam. I oh, hate spam. How would, how would you? What dish would you put that so in? So Koreans, like they would you know, like cut it and like put it fried on a pan. But okay. a lot of Koreans put it in this stew called puritige. Okay. And it's it's from like back when the military and they would put a lot of like canned foods into a stew. It tastes uh-huh. good. It's got like kimchi in it. It's got like ramen, like noodles in uh-huh. it. It's got like um. I also have like some people with dumplings in it, oh some God, people with cheese really. in it. Like it's pretty much like as someone who would be in the military back then, you would put that in there. Uh-huh. It doesn't taste bad, right? But this is my thing. If I'm not in the army, one, two, <laughs> I I just think, and this is when I know I'm privileged. Meat in Australia is not very expensive compared to other countries. Mm. Our meat gets exported, and we're we are on an island. So if I'm going to spend like $6 on a can of Spam, mm. I'd rather buy like meat, like meat, meat, fresh meat. Yeah, true. So for me, it doesn't make sense. However, Spam is part of everyone's childhood, like a lot of people's childhoods. I don't understand it. And I think that's why I'm like, oh, I, I really don't enjoy eating it. Again, if it's there, I'll eat it. Yeah. But I just choose not to. Yeah, that's so. right. You don't, you don't make the decision yeah. to like go and, and have it yeah it's just um yeah but then i eat canned tuna so then you know that's a whole new argument i mean i can't talk i love baked beans in a can so yeah, who so am i to say anything spaghettios? really do you eat spaghetti no that's <laughs> sacrilegious how dare you <laughs> spaghettios spaghetti is the one the spaghetti in the can right yeah <laughs> Oh my god, I would never. I Have would you never tried know. it before? No. You never tried it before? No. But I'm we'll, we'll, we can do like a Nick tries thing. <laughs> Have you put it in um oh my god, what's the word again? Jaffle? Have you put them in? No. <laughs> Yuck. They used to You're mis- like offending. Sp- SpaghettiOs. Disgusting. I don't like Who it. Has that? People are, people buy that. Who are they? I don't <laughs> See, know this them. is how I feel about spam. I don't know if I've ever had spam before. Oh, maybe I have. There's there. Do you know what I've I have had? I don't know if it's Italian. There's a, a one in a can called Sementel. I think that's what it's called. Mm. It's like meat in like jelly. Yeah, Usually, is it pinkish? Yeah, I, I think, think that a... was like an army thing as well. But I remember my nonno always having that. Yeah. On like bread, and then my oh, dad yeah. having it, and then I remember. 
I think my nonna used to make like a salad with it, like a, a tomato, basil, onion, wow. semen. Okay. And it was actually really yummy. Okay. But that okay. is like a spam like thing. Yeah, just, yeah. I mean, privileged here. Yeah. Clearly. I mean, look. Can't talk. <laughs> I really triggered you with the spaghetti. Yeah, you really did. And I feel like you're you're going to like bring one and make me try no, it. No, no, it's just going to sit there, really. Just, yeah. But. I mean, this is tangent, but isn't it the baked beans? Like, that's a tomato base, right? Yeah. That's the same thing with... <laughs> yeah, but that's weird. It's like an artificial... So like, baked beans I can do, but I'm not... No. No. I'm not doing that. You do it, huh? I just... I can imagine your face, like... If I'd probably looking at throw it. up. I think you... I think I'd that. probably, like, gag. If I ate a spoonful in front of your face, I'd just give you a dirty. Your family would be like, "Get out, please." <laughs> no, we just talk shit about yeah. you. Later. <laughs> You're still accepted into the house. Yeah, exactly. We'll just talk about you behind oh your back. But, anyways, I think we've oh. we've really covered off this cultural this problem. cultural nuances. It turned more into a food yeah. cultural difference really than anything did. else. But I think, look, as we said, culture is what binds us culture is what ident- we identify as culture is you know a part of us mm-hmm. and what we do with that is you know on us as we said we're ever evolving growing and learning our opinions that we share on our episodes are ours and are subject to change that yeah. sounds like a little tease and cities yeah who, who knows i might like spam and you know what I, I might like it too mm. never never but never. All in all, mm. I think this was a really great episode. I loved it and I'm just, I'm loving this whole experience. Yeah. I think, and I guess with the whole culture thing, it's kind of how we came up with the title of our podcast, right? As we were doing, help me out here, word. Association. Association. Yeah. 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 Association. Say that 10 times. Mm. Yeah. We were like culture. Yeah. Culture is big for us. Um, and I think that's why it was kind of important for us to share our opinions of our own and talk through it definitely we thank everyone for listening today and we hope you continue on this journey with us always remember uh we are on instagram as well at the culture recipe to clarify as well from last week's episode we are not on twitter (laughs) i jumped the gun with that one i got too overzealous but we're definitely on instagram at the culture recipe Again, thank you everyone for listening in today and we look forward to many more episodes to come. If you've got something that you'd love to ask us or if there's something specific that you'd love us to talk about, let us know. Mm-hmm. Until then, bye. Bye. That was good. I love that one. That was so fun. <laughs>